0: Welcome to ShoeCast, the only podcast in the world where you can align yourself with other people who have the same passion for shoes. Now, let's get right into today's episode. So, just starting off, so Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Alright, so I'm Chris, obviously, say Chris. Um, I am a, uh, I can call myself a sneaker craftsman, and most people kind of uh would look at what i do and call it customizing restoring um but uh, for me it's just uh you know i look at myself more of a craftsman and whether it's repair or making shoes um, i started this back in 2015 customizing and uh I started because I um I had wanted to get the uh, 2015. You know the guys probably remember the uh, shattered brag boards came out around well sometimes between, between May and July and uh, can't really exactly when but I had wanted a pair and I saw that the resale was like seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. and I figured you know what I'm a I'm gonna try to make my own. Um so, I, uh, at that time, the Air Jordan 1 Laser was a pretty popular shoe to customize. Mm-hmm. And um, I took to that shoe and painted and dyed. And um, I wanted to see what the response would be like if people liked it. I ended up listing it on eBay. And the response was a little overwhelming. I ended up selling it. But wow. that got me um, more commissions to do. More painted customs. Um, a year after that, I just wanted to kind of expand myself into doing, you know, some restoration work and resoling, sole swap, and later I learned a little bit about shoemaking from a friend and kind of led me to where I am right now.
2: Right. So that's a that's a really cool story. So guess I guess to kind of you know play off of that in your own words, you kind of said. You consider yourself a craftsman what would you say you know what it would describe what you do what would you say that kicks that Chris is?
1: Um, in my own words, I I help those turn their vision of their shoe either by building it from scratch or upgrading a shoe that they have a retail shoe that they have. Now right now I'm only doing the Air Jordan One silhouette. Um, it just takes time to learn another silhouette. So well, someone like myself, takes a little bit more time because I still work a part time job. I mean a full time job. I'm not doing this full time. Right. It is my goal. I want to transition to do this solely. But you know it's uh, you know it comes in small steps. So.
2: Definitely.
0: So yeah. you you kind of mentioned that you started in. Uh, 2015, is that, like, would you describe, like, you started straight out, you know, doing it with shoes, or it's, it kind of sounds like you've had a background in this before, and you just kind of
1: applied it to shoes? Well, not not so much in, in customizing. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff before by hand, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whether it be, you know, my own car repair or... right fixing some plumbing around a house. Uh, I had a green thumb for about five, six years before that. And so I'm real comfortable with doing things, you know, again, maybe just doing a little bit of research on my own and just going for it.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So I just took to it. I was like, hey, I mean, all it is, it's just paint, you know. And I had a pretty, you know, pretty steady hand. I'm pretty good with, you know, detail-oriented enough to, say, you know, I need to do this or that to make it look make it look clean, you know, right. not sloppy. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was an easy transition to go from what I was doing before into trying to customize shoes.
2: Right. So making that transition, you know, you mentioned you did have some sort of background with some of the stuff. What resources exactly, you know, do you kind of use to make your operation work? What are some of the things that you got to use that you got to have to make this kind of all all flow together smoothly?
1: What kind of resources? Um, well, now, people, for one, are... are like,
2: how did you figure out how to do what you do now? Because, I mean, I'm sure not a lot of people do this, but, you know, did you yeah. look after some people that did do it and try and model some things after them? Or kind of how did that all come together?
1: Well, um... There's different parts of that, but let me um, let me just see. To focus more on the shoemaking, um, when I was customizing and still doing, you know, mostly restorations, um, a friend of mine uh, by the name of Aaron had reached out. He had saw some of the – we had met on Instagram, and he gave me some, you know, some good accolades and – uh, you know, some uh, good prompts on some of the work I was doing. And he was talking to me about how he was taking a... Uh, uh, and um, he had learned how, you know, from Dominic, the Sioux surgeon, how to construct a Air Jordan 1. And I thought it was amazing because I wanted to do that class too, but it was just too too expensive. Even now, it's even more. No,
0: nope. I think we're losing them
1: now it's five hundred. So he allowed me to come over to his place in uh, in Culver City, and um, he taught me a lot. Taught me a, a great deal. Gave me some tools. I eventually um, found a another person in the shoe industry. And shoemaker, his name was uh, Greg Salas, and he offered uh, shoemaking kits under, this, under his uh, company name, Los Angeles Shoe Company, LASCO, L-A-S-C-O, and he taught me a great deal, taught me a great deal. So it carried me a long way. Um, right now, I'm kind of doing something a little different that I kind of taught myself, Um And it mostly has to do with the way that the shoes are constructed. Uh, You know, this might be going over a lot of people's heads, but, uh, you know, we're all trying to find our own niche. Right. And I saw something um, possibly that I could maybe try to, you know, separate myself and make my own lane into trying to customize uh, customize retail shoes. And when I say that factory-made shoes are, con- are are made a lot differently than the way that we see uh, handmade shoes made, there's a particular way that it has to be shaped. And really, I did—I just did my homework to find out how I need to construct this in a way to to do that, because mostly when you see people do. Uh, Customized uh, or handmade shoes—they're building it from scratch. Not a lot of people know how to take a Air Jordan One off the shelf and add new materials to it because they don't know if they could do it. They could—they could add the material, but how are they going to get it back to its shape? That was—that's the—that was the whole whole key to that. So mm-hmm. that's what I kind of taught myself how to do that.
0: Wow. Yeah, that sounds like. You know, over the over the years, you know, you kind of been doing this. It's like you, you've you sounded like you've gotten a lot of help from people, but as well you kind of, yeah. you know, added your own style to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've done my best to uh, try to stay relative. And, you know, the challenge is always going to be there. It's just, for me, it's, uh, you know, I first off did it because I wanted to and it was fun. It, it just became quickly profitable. And I said, well, maybe I can turn this passion into something that could help me make a living. And that's what I've been, you know, that's, that's my journey.
0: That's the dream.
1: So, yeah, that's
0: the dream. So, you know, um, you know, let's, let's just kind of hone in on like, let's say your most recent project. We're kind of, we have it uh, on our screen. The kind of the, uh, the new looks like a Jordan one with this, the red backing to it. I don't know. I guess it's a uh, kind of denim.
1: Yeah, yeah. It starts back. Um, there's six posts about that. Yeah. Um, super. Super. Yeah, started. Starts back. Yeah. Yeah. Super oh, dope. thank you. Well.
0: Yeah. It looks awesome. Uh, you know, I just wanted to know, like, what was your thought process behind, you know, let you know, let's just say this project, but you can be general and just like any any of your projects like what do you th- you know as soon as you start do you just get an idea and then you just dive in or you know how does it, how does it work
1: you know for for that i have to give credit to Malcolm Garrett he is the idea behind this uh, behind this concept uh, Malcolm Garrett is uh, a guy from jersey who does a lot of custom customizing painting I mean, if you look at his page, he's a monster with color blocking, uh, all kind of creative things. He does a lot of things, photography, you know, younger kid than me. But um, he came to me with the idea of uh, making a a Levi-themed Jordan 1. Um, I think he had approached one of my other good friends in in the trade, Hoop Fresh, uh, but Luke Fresh is a little busy with its own projects, and like i said there 's not a lot of people that know how to do this to a retail shoe because mm-hmm. if you ha- if i had to if someone anybody can build a shoe, but to build a shoe would be the price would would really carry a heavy price tag right um, but I was able to help them do this to a retail shoe, so we used the bloodline and uh You know, just throwing some ideas back and forth. It wasn't really hard. Um, A few little snags, but we figured it out. Um, Came together really good. You know, Um, yeah, the idea of using the uh, the denim on the uh, on the heel and the uh, wing collar, and uh, using the uh, that uh, really famous uh, back patch that a lot of all the other jean companies copied. (laughs) Right, that uh yeah. back patch behind the belt, uh, for the on the wing logo and um putting that little red tag, same placement, you know, something to emulate the uh the union. Right. Right carry on the kind of a look of the the union with the tags. But I think it it really all it really came together really nice. I'm yeah, really proud of it. I'm scary, just too. I'm just so happy that I could yeah, I'm just really so happy that I could take what he what he envisioned and put it in, and really do it right
2: mm-hmm. yeah and it was yeah. very cool and just like i mean not just this project alone but just looking over some of the uh some of the shoes you've done you've been able to c- create some uh some pretty incredible looking uh shoes for sure so i wa- our question is you know what were some of the challenges whenever you first started because obviously you know some of the projects that you're working on now you probably wouldn't have started with whenever you uh you know whenever you were entering into this new realm
1: so what what would yeah. you say
2: some of the challenges were whenever you first started off?
1: You know what some of the challenges, you know, when you're trying to learn something, you want a little direction. And in this craft you're not gonna get that. Yeah. Because everyone wants to hold on to it. You know, they're 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 busy trying to master it and hone it. Even some of the basics, some people a lot of people don't wanna really teach. Well, there's more teachers now, but back then it was there wasn't really a, a many people. I mean, sue surgeon was one. There's a, you know, there's a, a couple of others, but can't you know? It doesn't seem very likely that they would really you know take you serious and give you some some things to work with. So I just kept pushing. I was like, you know, there's a will, of this way, and I learned without having to take the sue surgeon class, and then. You know, but a lot of these things, you have to, you just have to try it. You just have to try it. You can't expect to find the answers all the time from people on Instagram. If you want to learn something, do it. But one of the things that i found that I've become really good at is reverse engineering something or back engineering it. You know, people say that in engineering but an um, engineering field, but I get a lot of questions, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that with this Jordan one? The answer is, the, the answer is right there in the shoot. Right. You have to be keen enough to look at the detail and know what tools to use and do it by hand. To just undo and what they that's one already thing I,
2: did,
1: yeah. Yeah, just do what they already did because the answer is right there. You just have to look at it real closely enough and know what to do. Some of the, ba- the basics go a long, long way. Once you learn some of the basics, it carries you a long, long way. And that's what I did. I just basically, with some things, yeah, I took what I was taught, but there were a lot of things that I that weren't taught to me, and I just basically and essentially just duplicated what Nike and Jordan Brand did, and I just did it by hand. But, uh, you know, it it takes a a lot of ingenuity. And sometimes you can't really teach that. You have to, uh, you know, with some people that I've, you know, I'm trying to, uh, some people along the way that I've, you know, tried to, uh, you know, give little, you know, tidbits here and there, um, I, I begin to see that some people don't have it or they haven't developed it yet. You know, this isn't something that comes overnight. But it, it definitely takes some practice. And that ingenuity doesn't come easy. You know, you have to learn how to think out of the box a lot. And especially in the beginning, because you're not going to get all the answers. Not everyone has $3,500. You to learn what to do, though. Yeah. You have to do a lot of research. Oh, yeah. It doesn't come easy. But I'm telling you, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. It just takes a little, it just takes effort.
0: Yeah, it definitely, I mean, it shows, it shows that, you know, the effort that you put in, it it pays out on the product. So, um, so moving on, you know, kind of reversing that question from your challenges, what was probably one of your best achievements that, you know, you've experienced doing this?
1: I would say one of my best achievements have been, um, from making the uh, the Wu Tang Air Jordan One that I did, um, when I did that project early on last year, I had realized, you know, their their anniversary is coming up. Their twenty fifth twenty uh, fifth anniversary is coming up in November. Mm-hmm. But I planned I planned out. I knew I wanted to make a shoot, but the highlight of that whole experience. Mm-hmm was meeting um two of the members of the Wu Tang Clan and having them autograph the shoe.
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: um that was just it was so surreal. Uh <laughs> it was just amazing for me. Um and they they honestly had good feedback. They told me that they they liked what they saw. Um now the RZA... And the master killer, the two, two of the members, they're vegans. So, you know, I couldn't really – I'm not really trying to sell them on the shoe. Right. But um, they're vegan. Riza is, you know, and his 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 product line, um, 36 Chambers, they all use vegan materials. Mm. Obviously, this has like cowhide, lambskin, and all that. We didn't get into it, but um, I knew it wouldn't be really something that he would really approve of. And I don't know what their relationship is with Nike and Jordan. You know, it's not, you know, it was just something for them to see how much love I had for their music growing up and how it influenced me. But that was one of the biggest highlights, is meeting them, having them hold my shoe and giving me that nod like, yeah, you did good. And they signed it.
0: Yeah, that is super cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely like a yeah. priceless item. You know, you're not you're not gonna put that up on
2: eBay anytime soon.
1: Oh no, I'm never gonna let that shoot. Go. <laughs> never gonna let that one go.
2: Yeah, some of them, some of them, you know, hit too close to home. So you gotta, you know, there's not a price tag for everything.
1: Yeah. So yeah. um, how long does it um, normally?
2: How long would you say that it normally takes you? Uh, to customize your shoes? You know, I'm sure they don't all take the same distance uh, or same amount of time, I guess, but how long would you say it normally takes you on average, I guess, to custom your shoes?
1: Well, something like the Wu-Tang Air Jordan 1 probably took, like, 35 hours.
2: Wow. Uh,
1: yeah, it can it can take a week, but it, of course, spread over a little bit of time.
2: Oh, um, sure.
1: For someone that's been doing it, I mean, doing it more, you know, that's been doing experience, they could probably do a pair in about maybe about 20, 20 to 25 hours, you know, if they really have the process down. It, there's a lot that that goes into it. I mean, a basic shoe, yeah, you could probably get it in 20 to 25 hours. So I think I spent about 40 on that. Um, wow. Something like this Levi shoe I probably did about – somewhere between six and eight hours.
0: No, that's not bad at all.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't that bad at all. And I I made a change to to part of that, and it, um, I was able to reduce my time. Um, I made one little simple, one little adaption to, to what I did for that shoe versus, like, some other retail shoes that I did, two others that I did before that, um, that uh, kind of sped up the process a little bit, made it a
0: little bit easier. Wow, well that's that's yeah. good. You know that's <laughs> that's definitely good. Always shaving some time, you know. Can't yeah. can't complain about that. So
1: yeah, because eventually you know the time equals the the price of labor. Exactly. Uh,
0: just, yeah. Every I mean, everyone wins. They get their shoe faster, yeah. and you know you're not slaving away over it. So
1: right, right
0: so, you know, I, there's not many out there, you know, you kind of mentioned a few, you, obviously you have, you know, the elephant in the room, you got this, the shoe surgeon and, uh, people like that, but what separates you from other people who do kind of your art, like this, sh- the shoe reconstruction, as well as like the customization.
1: You know, there's a, there's a lot of people that this craft is growing so big and right. there's, there's a lot of people. I mean, there's, a ton of people that are, you know, more creative than I am. I think part of the thing, well, from what I see for myself and what I've experienced with some of the people that I've met and just talking to other people, as a as a craftsman, I've seen that I'm able to listen wholeheartedly what uh, how other people are doing what they do, and and take it in. You know, learning continues as long as you're open to it. There are a lot of craftsmen out there that are that don't don't continue to listen,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're, they're stuck on their own technique and they're not open to other things. Um, there's what Greg Solis told me one time. There's not one way to make a shoe. There's no wrong way to make a shoe. You just have to find your own way, your own technique, and and stand by it. Is it does it come out? Does, does it come out? You know, what's the end result? Is it? Is it? How wearable is it? How durable is it? You know, are your lines? Are, are, is the stitching straight? You know, there's this quality thing that you see. But how you do it is up to you. But there's no wrong way to make a shoe. So for me, I know that I'm always open. To listening and hearing how other people are doing things, uh, the other thing that separates me is with some of my techniques, like I said, there's not a lot of people doing what I'm doing to a retail shoe. Mm. Uh, um, most people are just kind of constructing things a little bit a little bit different, but for na- for right now that's that's my main niche is being able to really adapt on a retail shoe. Um, I guess to, to expand a little bit on that a little bit more, but not give so much away. <laughs> uh, have you ever taken a – have you ever seen a, sho- a shoe off of the sole?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like we've a – We've seen pictures of it. We yeah. don't, like, personally do it, but we've seen, like, photos of it.
0: Right. kind of looks like a, a weird sock.
1: Okay. Yeah. So – most of the handmade shoes now are what we call board-lasted. And that's when you have a finished upper, a shoe upper that's all sewn, and you have to shape it into the silhouette. And then we do that with a last. It's like a plastic molded hard piece of thing. It looks like a plastic foot. Mm-hmm. Every, every style shoe has a last, and there's a, there's a different last for every side. Um most of the time the bottom part of the shoe has an extra allowance of material on it and that's used to stretch it over the bottom. When it's laced up and it's stretched over the bottom, it can the, 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 the leather stretches and conforms to the shape of the last. That's how you get a ear joint one shape or you know a boot is the same thing. Any, other, any shoe has a last. You know, to get mm-hmm. the leather shaped, it has to be stretched over the last. Right. But there's different ways to, um, to stretch it. You can stretch material over the, over the bottom. And this other technique is called strobel lasting. And that's where there's a fixed material sewn around the bottom and then a last is slipped into the upper, um so that material on the bottom kind of holds the leather in a place where when you slip this plastic uh last in there, it then stretches the trick is sewing it on <laughs> that's the that's the whole thing yeah I had to study I had to study how that thing is stitched on from a retail shoe because no one can tell you. Oh, you sew it on this way? No, you have to study
0: it. That's what I did.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, it just—it sounds—it just—it sounds sounds like, uh, like already, like I know from other, you know, we've interviewed um, some other people that do customization, not reconstruction though, but, um, you know, you just seem very, you know, particular and like the way the process that you, you know, the way you do your shoe, you know, you put a lot of time in before you even see the shoe so
2: that's that's awesome yeah
0: but uh yeah thank
2: you yeah yeah um so now yeah we will just uh the last question we have for you before we uh before we wrap it up is you know we ask all the uh people that we have on our podcast uh sneakerhead store owners whatever the trade is what is your uh all-time favorite shoe and do you currently own it right now
1: my all-time favorite shoe yeah. Um yeah I'd have to say i do i mean my all time favorite it had to be the first one, which is the air jordan one and i I love a lot of the old silhouettes not the, like the originals from eighty five right and i have i have some of the i have some of those um i'm big on uh, the air max one eighty that's oh. one of my favorite my favorite shoes i don't have a lot of them, but hopefully um Nike will begin to uh, maybe they can bring that silhouette back, oh, they haven't brought that back and no, you they know haven't brought that formulate before. formulate some uh, some more colorways for that. Every now and then you'll see like a you'll see one a new one come out. I think one of the last ones I seen was like the uh, fire and ice
2: mm-hmm.
1: pack, but um, hasn't been hasn't been really a lot. Right. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. But yeah, the one eighty max is one of my favorites. I wear that shoe practically almost every day. When I, once I get home from work and I need to go outside I slip on my 180s or the grocery store, you know, that's just like my go-to shoe. Right. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Well, so I think that's going to wrap it up on our end. We don't have any more questions um, on our side. So, you know, the floor is yours. If you want to, feel free to shout out or plug whatever you want, you know, your services as well or, you know, you can even ask us some questions if you'd like. So feel free.
1: Okay. Um, Well, I'm just going to thank for everyone that's been listening to this podcast. Thanks to you two guys. Appreciate you guys inviting me on.
0: Yeah, no problem. Uh, Yeah, our pleasure.
1: pleasure. I hope hope the listeners gain a little bit of insight to it. Um, You know, the power is just within within everybody um, to just take control, you know, of their own direction, you know, you're not going to learn everything from being told, and it just takes a little uh, trial and error with a lot of things. You have to just try things, and um, especially in this day and age of competition and things, you're not going to get everything. Some people are willing to help, but uh, if there's anyone you can depend on, is depend on your own self, your own determination to get where you want to w- get to where you want to go. Um, but um, yeah, I hope everyone, you know, can take a look at my page Kickstay Chris, which yeah, well, means yeah, kick, yeah. it means kicks from Chris. <laughs> just to clarify cuz yeah, people think kick, right? kick, kick kicks D Chris, what is what is that? Okay, <laughs> so kick kicks from Chris. It's just a little Spanish flair I added to it. yeah. So, a, uh, yeah. So kick kicks from Chris, um so I'm happy to finally be able to kind of live up to that and um I'm going to be maybe letting go of some of the things that I was doing. I have let go of painting, um, but right now I'm uh, just kind of uh, maybe 80% doing more construction. A little bit, some 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 restoration still, but right. um, anyway, I hope that everyone can, uh, you know, take a look at my page and see and if they have anything in mind or have any questions. You know, I'm open to help out as much as I can. And, uh, yeah, that's really it.
0: Great. Yeah, we'll uh, right. we'll tag everything. We'll put everything in the show notes below. So, you know, um, the viewers can easily find your Instagram and whatever you'd like to plug. We'll, you know, we'll uh, we'll put it underneath the show notes. But I think that's going to be it from our end. Um, Landon, do you have anything else to say to our viewers?
2: Uh, no, but thank you guys for listening. And uh, thank you, Chris, for coming on and, you know, sharing some of your stuff with us. It was really neat to uh, hear all that. And I know the viewers will uh-huh.
1: agree. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate you guys.
0: That's going to wrap up today's episode on ShoeCast. If you liked the episode and you want to hear more, please feel free to subscribe. If you want to connect with us on other social medias, click the link in the description. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you on the next episode. Peace.